Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Join John and Brian as they share small adjustments that lead to major impacts. One Broken Cog, the podcast champ, back in the ring for another round. And I have to say, everyone is talking about social media. I mean, they're debating on what platform is best to promote their business, how to gain followers, or if they should use it at all. Well, my guest today understands the importance and impact of social media when building your brand and reaching your target audience, as she's leveraged social media to gain a massive following, and she empowers businesses and brands to do the same, and she is none other than Kaylee Lauren. Now, Kaylee is the founder and CEO of worldwide social media and branding agency, Lauren Design Company, and she's only 22 years old. Now, she started her entrepreneurial journey as a social media influencer by growing her following to 6,000 followers on Instagram and over 500,000 viewers on YouTube. Now, she found a way to transform her social platform expertise into a profitable five-figure business in under six months, and she's worked with over 75 businesses worldwide. Kaylee, it's great to have you. Welcome. Hi, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, it's my pleasure. You know, it's great to talk to you guys. So many people reach out and ask questions about social media, and I know you are the resident expert, so can't wait to dig into it. But first, I have to ask you, I know that you know, in your background, you've been living on your own since 15. Would love to know how that happened and, and what impact did it have on you? Um, well, I guess every teenager goes through that phase where they feel like they can do everything. I definitely thought I was like superwoman when I was 14 years old. Um, no teenager, I guess, likes to be told what to do. Like, I, I, I don't really have like a crazy story, I guess. Honestly, I just got sick of being told what to do by my parents. And I was like, guys, I can do this by myself. And so I did it. Honestly, that's really um, what happened. And the impact it had on me, I don't think if I, I think if I was still living with them, I probably wouldn't be the person I am today. I've always been a very determined person to prove people wrong or to make like a splash in the in whatever I'm doing. So um, that definitely drove me to be on my own because everyone told me I couldn't. So obviously I probably translated all that determination into my business and um, that's really it. <laughs> it's great. You took a bet on yourself and it paid off. I know a lot of entrepreneurs have that rebelliousness in them and that edge, right? And uh, you know, it's what keeps them independent. You know, they can't really report to other people. They are the boss and they, they live and die by uh, the results they generate. So I love that. What were you doing before you founded a Lauren Design Company? Honestly, just working as many minimum wage jobs as I could find. Like I literally could not stick to a minimum wage job for the life of me. I've done post office, waitress, hostess, retail, like anything you can name. I've done it. I've tried it all. Clearly, I guess it just wasn't meant for me. I was meant to be my own boss. <laughs> so, um, but right before this, I was waitressing. Probably my favorite minimum wage job out of everything because you can take your tips home. Still not, still not good though. <laughs> I would not go back to it. Wow. Um, so, what was that moment when you knew you had to step on your own and, and begin your journey at Lauren Design Company? Um, it was definitely quitting. I, um, it, I didn't have like a. I definitely didn't quit in a an. In, like I didn't quit with integrity. I I had one of those movie moments where you literally throw your belt off and you're like, I quit. <laughs> and that was me. Um, I my manager at the time, he was just not letting me speak. And he I, I was getting in trouble for something and I wanted to explain my side of the story and he would not let me. And he kept putting his hand in my face, telling me to stop talking. And I just lost it. I was like, if I'm not able to even like give my point of view on the story and you're just going to continue yelling at me, like I need to, I, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm going to go. And he's like, fine, go. So I did. And um, 
honestly, probably the best thing I could have done for myself. I don't recommend quitting that way, obviously, but um, I was definitely at my breaking point. I couldn't do it. And um, then I found my business. So everything happens for a reason, to be honest. Serving industry is not bad. I'm not like knocking it at all. It was definitely good to me and it helped pay the bills. It helped pay the rent, but um, I think I was definitely meant to be my own boss. And so- there you go. You got to send him a thank you card for starting your journey for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> he will not get that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you build up your social media presence before the company was founded or was that during? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. So during my whole waitressing phase, I was actually trying to be a rapper, believe it or not. Like I was trying to get into the music industry. I loved rap and music and pop. So I wanted to be a rapper. That's why I originally started to build my following because I was doing things on YouTube, making music on YouTube, also doing vlogs with my boyfriend, just like daily cute vlogs. Cause at the time that was like a really big thing. And I was like, we're not getting enough views. Like I need more views. So I figured let's grow my Instagram because I noticed a lot of, at the time I had a competing like account who had the same name as me. And so I was constantly keeping tabs on them and I noticed they were really big on Instagram. So I was like, I should grow my Instagram and therefore the followers will kind of like translate into my YouTube following. So that's kind of how I started. I just started to do a lot of research, figuring out the algorithm, talking to people with more following than me, asking how they grew theirs. Um, and then, you know, just spiraled from there. And obviously I didn't make it as a rapper. So I just took all those skills and translated it into a business. It's okay. You can, it can be your side hustle, right? You can rap on the side, do some studio sessions, some guest spots, <laughs> no, right? That career died and ended in 2019. <laughs> All right. So you retired it, huh? Well, I'll tell you, I'm impressed. I mean, you built your business at such a young age. I mean, it really takes courage, resilience, and perseverance to take that risk and really bet on yourself. Do you think it was an advantage starting at such a young age or did you kind of stumble along the way and had to adjust and learn from mistakes early on? Um, I definitely think it's an advantage because I, I have the opportunity now to spend the rest of my life learning, right? I think the the earlier you start, the more advantage you have, right? I know a lot of entrepreneurs who are always just talking about wanting to do this, wanting to do that. And it's like, okay, so why aren't you doing it? And my biggest advice to anybody trying to start their own business, trying to do anything is just start. doesn't matter how messy it is. You just need to start. So um, I think being young definitely has its advantages, obviously disadvantages too, because I work with a lot of clients who are much older than me. So sometimes we have that like kind of we butt heads a little because I feel like sometimes I'm being talked to as a kid when I'm not, but that could be an issue. But at the end of the day, you just have to learn to roll with it and figure out how to set the tone from the beginning as to where you are business-wise and professional and stuff and go from there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd love to know, why do you think led to you scaling your business to five figures in under six months? It's really amazing. What do you think you can attribute that to? Oh, definitely just my wonderful clients. I guess it's just building relationships with your clients, making sure that they're happy. Love you. My, for my first six months, I like nonstop 24 hours a day. I was on call for all of my clients. I have clients worldwide. So my sleeping schedule is just not, I don't, it doesn't exist because <laughs> I have UK clients who UK clients who their regular business times are my sleeping times. And you just have to be there, make sure you're pleasing everybody and word of mouth just spreads, right? People, especially in the beauty industry is what I've noticed. They all train together. They all work together. So if you're doing good business for a few clients that are happy, they will tell their friends and tell their other friends, because especially in the beauty industry, these girls do not want to be on social media all the time. They want to do their appointments. They want to be working in their studios, doing what matters to them. Actually, 
in any business, not just the beauty industry. Nobody wants to be on social media all the time, right? So it's really important to make sure you're doing a good job for them, making sure that you're translating the brand that they want onto the digital atmosphere so that they don't really have to worry about it. And um, if you're pleasing them, then they will spread the word. And that's honestly, I think, how we grew so quickly. I created really good relationships with a lot of my clients and they were able to just refer me to a lot of their friends because because of that reason. Yeah, and no, referrals are great, right? And I, it sounds yeah. like you have a much more relational approach than transactional, which I think is amazing. And you know, I love your quote. You know, the quote that you have where it says, "You can't skip marketing, expect to get clients." Why do you think so many people believe that they can leave marketing out of their client acquisition strategy? You know what? Because they probably just believe their services are amazing, and you know what? I bet you it is. But at the end of the day, how are we supposed to know about it, right? Like everything is on the internet right now, especially with the pandemic, you know, you can have the most beautiful salon, the most beautiful store, but if no one, if it's not online, then how, how are you supposed to get any business? Right. Obviously word of mouth, just like we said, people who walk by, but with the pandemic, with people just staying home, like you need to be online more than anything now. No, you do. It's, it's more, it's more important now than it ever has been. And, And in your view, is it mission critical for businesses to leverage social media or like, will just a website be sufficient? I mean, websites are important too. Um, I do website design as well, but I find that Instagram, Facebook, being on social platforms is a lot more important because your website, yes, it defines your brand. However, if you're not paying for SEO experts and stuff, you're going to get lost on the Google search as well. And so also the, the thing about social media accounts is it allows you to have a personality to your brand. Your website is basically just your brand, right? Social media allows you to kind of interact with your customers, interact with your potentials, and just kind of give people a feel of like who you are behind the brand, right? People want to know who they're giving their money to. So it's that's why social media is pretty important. They want to see who the person is behind them, what the person does in their spare time, what goes on behind the scenes. Not everything has to be picture perfect on social media. And that's the best part. Whereas websites, everything should be beautiful, perfect, like, you know, exactly how you want it. But um, Facebook, Instagram, they kind of allow you to be a little more authentic with your audience and it gives them a chance to interact with you as well. That's wonderful. So insightful. So basically to build empathy or familiarity with people and it kind of humanizes them, right? And Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily in the best light, like on a website, but it's kind of behind the scenes, as you mentioned, and it kind of endears people to them, which I think is awesome because definitely your business and personal brand kind of mesh most of the time. So that that's amazing advice. I love that. Now I know you have a huge Instagram presence and following. How long did it take you to build that audience and gain such a large following? And what do you think is, is realistic for some of the brands you work with as far as building that audience? I think it probably took me about two years, three years to build my following, maybe two years. And I guess, I guess it's different for everybody. It depends on especially like what they are doing or what the business wants to do with their online presence. I find um, when you're being, when you're a business, you're actually not as likely to grow as fast as someone like who has a personal account because personal accounts are a little more easy to relate to, but business wise, the best advice I can give is to just make sure your content is not all about your business because you want regular people to follow you too. Even if they're not prospective customers, if they're following you, they might turn into them eventually. Right. 
So um, providing content that is educational or relatable, inspirational, motivational, anything of that sort that followers can take away from your account, that will ultimately set the tone for your account. So people who kind of are like, I don't want any fillers, I want to just post my work, I find their accounts don't do as well as the people who are like, just do whatever you want with it. (laughs) Like take the reins. (laughs) And what I do usually when I take the reins is obviously I'll create a little more artsier posts that create interaction, right? So quotes or facts, like things that are related to the business, obviously, but that the followers can kind of take more from. And obviously posting things like that entices people to share the post. People are not going to share just like your nails or your brows, right? Like it has no purpose for them to share it. But if they see some a cool fact or a cool tip, they're like, wow, that's really interesting. I want my followers to know that. So they're going to give it a little share. So you just got to kind of, you have to put yourself into your followers' shoes and think like, what would I want to see when I'm following people? Yeah, there you go. I love it. And how do you think content creators gain Instagram exposure with such a small following? How can they do that? Um, For content creators, I guess first, always just know the algorithm's always changing. So right now reels are really in hashtags. Also make sure you're using hashtags and follow engaging. I find engaging is so much more important than posting. A lot of people miss that. They think that like they can just, they should just post as much as they can and they'll end up getting followers. No, the key is to make sure you are engaging 90% more than you are post. Like it should be like 90% engagement, 10% posting, right? You want to make sure, especially before you post, you're always commenting on other people's things, following people that are similar to you, following different niches, similar to you, making sure you're following uh, your target audience, like, you know, making sure you're interacting with their posts or their comments, replying back to your comments, little things like that, that will get you noticed because your notifications or people's notifications are constantly popping up with your name. And once that happens, then they're keeping kind of, they're kind of keeping tabs on you so that when you finally post, you're much more likely to do better rather than like not engaging with anybody and then posting. It's kind of like, you got to give a little to get a little. That's how I see it. I love it. That's amazing advice. Do you think that's the same for Facebook or is that just Instagram? This is more Instagram. Um, Facebook, I'm kind of learning the ins and outs of now, but I'm not as expert in Facebook. But I would say the same thing. Like you should be supporting others to get the support back. Like I think that works, that advice works in all platforms because nobody wants to support somebody that doesn't support anybody, right? Like I business accounts who have, they follow zero people and then they expect everyone to follow them. It's like, how can you, like, why are we going to follow you if you're not going to follow us? Right. These are like startup businesses. I see this all the time. They put, they think it just looks cool to have them following nobody and then like have a bunch of followers. But in the, in the end, like we all see it and we're like, okay, if you're not going to support us, why would we support you? Right. That's how I see it. That's amazing advice because I have seen that. And that could yeah, be a, it's a definitely, th- it looks cool, I guess, right? It's like, I'm too cool to follow you guys, but no. Yeah, so if you are <laughs> followed by them, it's like a huge compliment, right? Yeah. It's like, wow, this person only follows 10 people. I'm one of them, right? So it's, <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't work exactly. that way. The trend definitely started with Kanye because like when he first got Twitter, he followed nobody. He had like 3 million followers and only followed Kim Kardashian. I feel like that's how the trend kind of started. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. I love it. Well, you know, it's funny. Many millennials like yourself, they get it, right? They jump on TikTok or Instagram and they really understand how to engage and build a following. How can those people transfer their social media platform or following into like a job? Like how can they monetize their their presence, their social media presence? Great question. Well, there are different 
different things you can do. There's also, um, so, well, first, the first way I got um, my brand deals was honestly just reaching out to brands that had less following than me. I was, I had like a thousand followers at the time and I just reached out to local Toronto brands who had like three, 400 followers. And I started off by doing some free work. I just said, as long as they cover the products and the shipping, I would like, I would love to post for you, create some content, give you guys something that you can use on your socials and stuff. And I just built a portfolio from there. And then after that, I started pitching to bigger companies with my portfolio. And I was able to actually get some pretty awesome sponsorships from that and um, make some money from that. But also there are amazing things like Monate, which is a company that I also partnered with. It's a beauty company. Um, They sell vegan, all vegan hair, skin products. And basically when you partner with them, then you also get to monetize all of your content by just post sharing like your experiences with the products with your followers. And in turn, you get a compensation for that as well. So there are different things that you can do. I'm, I know there's much more companies like not like Monate that do the same thing, but I find Monate's one of the bigger ones. So yeah, there are definitely a lot of opportunities within Instagram. Anybody interested or listening um, that wants to get on that trend, they could definitely reach out to me and I can give you more specific advice to your niche as to how you can like make some money off of Instagram. But there's definitely opportunity, which is the most, the most amazing thing about this platform. I love it. And that's great. And I'm sure our audience definitely is going to be reaching out for sure. What What do you think? What type of businesses or brands are a good fit for Instagram marketing? Does it work for everyone or, or is it only for certain industries? Does it work better for certain industries? I Ultimately, I think any business should be on Instagram because I feel like it's also the new Google search. Like even my mom, who doesn't really use the internet a lot, but if she wants to find food to eat, she'll type in Markham Eats on Instagram. She does not go on Google anymore to type in like good foods to eat in Markham. She'll go on Instagram and type in Markham Eats. So same thing with a bunch of other people, I'm sure. It's it's just a platform now that people are looking for businesses or recommendations. So I think all businesses should be on Instagram in general, not really a specific niche. Um, I think obviously if you're a content creator, you definitely should be on Instagram, but any other business should be on Instagram as well. I'm glad you 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 set the record straight because a lot of people will tell you, well, you know, I know it's great for certain things, but not for me. Well, now we know it is for everybody. I love that. It's becoming the norm. Now, I know you also have a very strong presence on YouTube. You know, it's been a phenomenal for you. For businesses, is YouTube a nice to have like a value add complementing their current campaign? Or is it really a viable marketing strategy that can land them potential clients or customers? I think that depends on what they would want to post on YouTube. For example, if you were like, if you are a lash artist and you wanted to start selling some products, you could create a YouTube channel showing tutorials on how to use your products, right? And then you can link those YouTube videos in your websites and other people can share it. So YouTube is another great platform to be on. I guess it just depends on what you plan to use it for. But that's not to say that like you won't be successful on it. I think, I think honestly, just the more you're on online, it, the better because everything is online nowadays anyway. So the more platforms you have, especially with your business, the more likely you are to be seen and the more you are likely to increase your reach with your potential audiences. No, that's awesome. I love it. And have you ever done any work with TikTok or Clubhouse? Uh, TikTok, yes. Clubhouse, I do have, but never been on it. <laughs> like I've never like been um, on featured on a podcast on it, but I do have it and I do listen to other people. So Clubhouse is great, but um, TikTok, yes, I've definitely have experience with TikTok. 
weird algorithm, I would say, but it's the trend right now. The best thing about TikTok is they only allow videos up to 30 seconds. So you really got to get your point in there quick. Hmm. But the, the chances of you being seen are much more likely because of how short the videos are that I've noticed like the traction that I get on TikTok, it gets it's a lot faster than YouTube or Instagram, just in the sense of views and stuff, it goes up so much faster. And that's because of the algorithm and how short these videos are, that your post is just much more likely to be seen than any other platform. So what a lot of people do is they'll create TikToks, they'll post it on their TikTok, and then they'll just put it on their Instagram too, because Instagram just came out with reels, which is basically kind of like TikTok, but the same idea, you can only post 30 second long reels and same idea. The algorithm will just kind of be in your favor because the videos are so short. You're much more likely to end up on someone's explore page than a regular post. That's great. It's great advice. Now, I know there's so many platforms out there. People are wondering man, where to start. So if you had a client come to you and say, listen, uh, Kaylee, I only have really enough budget to go with one of these what would you recommend for them? Does it depend on their brand or is it something where you know exactly this is where you want to start and build from there as far as a social media platform? I would say Instagram. Instagram is definitely like the best in my opinion. Obviously, if your target audience is a little older, you should be on Facebook as well because I noticed a lot of the older generations are on Facebook. Like they use it a lot more, but Instagram is probably a more generalized audience, I would say, in terms of age and stuff. You have older people on it, you have younger people on it. But definitely, I know a lot of millennials do not use Facebook. So if you're targeting a younger niche, it's it's not going to happen on Facebook. No, for sure. Absolutely. Great advice. Now, I know you've had such an amazing journey and the best is yet to come. What is your greatest learning been thus far? And if you could go back in time and give yourself advice based on what you've learned from your journey, what would it be? I guess my best advice would be to I I wish I was more selective with my hiring because I feel like I kind of grew really fast unexpectedly that I kind of just hired whoever, like I put an ad out and then I didn't really do a whole screening process, interview process, none of that. I kind of just hired whoever seemed like they could do it. And it kind of created a lot of problems for me. A lot of clients that weren't happy because they were used to my work. And then all of a sudden I delegated these tasks to other people and it just like, it wasn't up to par with, I guess, the standards that my clients were used to. So I guess being able to anticipate how busy you could be, how busy you could get, and then kind of just creating a backup plan because I got super busy so fast that I just kind of like was like hired everyone and it kind of created a really big mess for me at one point in my business. So obviously now it's all fixed, but um, I would say just to make sure that you are writing my mom gave me a really good advice just write down everything that gives you issues in the business write down what you like what you don't like and then kind of when you see it visually laid out you can kind of create a plan game plan for yourself i feel like i never really do that i'm very just all over the place and that definitely translates into my business sometimes like my scatterbrain <laughs> so just being organized i guess and making sure that you are hiring people who are up for the job and yeah. Um, accepting help when you think you need it. Cause for the longest time too, I was like, no, I don't need help. I don't need help to the point where I was like, so backed up into a corner where I was like, okay, I'll need help. But then I didn't really do what I needed to do to make sure that I was getting the right help. So there you yeah. go. I can't wait to check in with you when you're 28. You're going to be dangerous. Let me tell you. <laughs> and on that note, Kaylee, what would your advice be to young up and coming entrepreneurs who are contemplating stepping out on their own to start a business, but they don't have a mentor or anyone to offer guidance? 
just start. That's my best advice to anybody. Just do it. I know so many of my friends too, who tell me their plans. And I'm like, a year later, I go, what happened to that plan? And they're like, Oh, I, I'm still it's still in motion. I just got to wait for this. I want to wait for this. And it's like, just do it. It doesn't matter how messy it is. Because you know what, even if you have everything perfect, a year from late, like a year from then, you're going to look back anyway, and be like, Oh, my God, that was so bad. So it doesn't matter if it's perfect or not just start even if it's messy, you got to do it. Because Honestly, yeah, I look back at my work a year ago and I'm like, people actually paid me for this. This is not good. But <laughs> it's you got to start somewhere, right? We all have to start yep. and we all have to, and the best way to learn is to just learn as you go, right? You can't learn everything all at once and then like once you think you know everything, then start. It's just start and learn as you go. That's probably the best advice I can give to anybody. Doesn't matter if you're not the best at what you like it doesn't matter if you're not the best at what you think you're doing. Um, you'll eventually get there, right? But we all start from somewhere. The person who you look up to definitely didn't start off that way. That's their after that we're looking at. So that's another thing to remember. Like the people that we're looking up to, our role models, they also started where we're starting. We have to remember we're looking at their after. So it's not really fair for us to compare. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Wonderful. Kaylee, it's been amazing. Any last thoughts or words of wisdom you'd like to offer the audience before we wrap up? Um, no, I feel like we covered everything that would, that if you didn't ask the question before that, that's what I would have said as my closing. There you so. go. All right. So I anticipated <laughs> properly then. Yes. Kaylee, it's been wonderful. One more question. It's just a yeah. personal question just to get to know you just a little bit better. So you're going to sell your company, become very rich. Okay. You're going to retire to a private Island and you can only bring one book, one movie and one album. What would they be? One album, like like music, you mean? Yes. Oh, <laughs> these are great questions. Okay, well, book would probably be, uh, sorry, it would be a book by Kate Bryan, which is probably one of my favorite authors. She's like a teen author. I love her books, but I'm, I'm a fiction girl. I like to read fiction. So she writes something called the private series. So anything from there, love that. And then movie would be... Don't watch enough. I don't watch enough movies to be able to tell you which movie I love. But album would be Drake, the Take Care album. Love him and his work. He's amazing. Shout out to Toronto. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, Kaylee, it's been wonderful. How do people get in touch with you, connect with you, learn more about Lauren Design Company? So you can follow me on both of my socials. Uh, Lauren Design is laurendesign.co on Instagram. So is our website, laurendesign.co. My personal is kaylee.lauren for both Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, you guys can find me all there. Awesome, Kaylee. It's been amazing. Have a beautiful rest of the day. Let's stay connected and definitely keep up the good work. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. It was amazing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for spending time with us today. We encourage you to join the many businesses that we have helped to achieve their objectives, align their departments, and increase their revenue. You can start by reaching out to us at results at onebrokencog.com. Together, we will make small adjustments that will lead to major impacts to your business, your culture, and your bottom line.